0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBA with Arden Moore, this show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden
1: Moore.
2: Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is going to boost your intelligence when it comes to all things feline. Now, she's a gifted writer, a dedicated cat advocate, and a talented teacher. And she's here to school us on all things cats. Her latest book is aptly called Cats for the Genius. Please join me in giving a marvelous, no, no, let's make that a miabolous welcome to <laughs> Ramona Merrick. Hey, welcome to the show, Ramona. <laughs> Hi,
1: Orden. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here with you and your audience today. And let's
2: talk cat. All right, and I, I do love the title of your book, and I just feel like the neurons in my brains right now are doing push-ups, you know, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And I have to confess, I, I thought I knew cats, but after pawing through the pages of your book, Ramona, I love the title Cats for the Genius, I realize there's just so much untapped that we don't know about our feline friends, and you... My dear, are the perfect guide. Are you ready for all these silly puns? Because it's going to be a <laughs> show full. I think they're creative. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, well, listeners, get ready to learn about CATSs. I'm talking about in a new way, in a more fun and depth way, right after we take this commercial break. So, all you cat lovers, sit, purr, I don't know, give soft wink hellos to your kitty. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause. Ow! Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back.
2: Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food.
0: Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. OBEHAVE is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
2: Welcome back to the OBEHAVE show on PetLife Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is award-winning author, educator, and hungry gal, Ramona Merrick. Now, I think we probably met about a decade ago as members of the Cat Writers Association, right? I believe we did. I think it was down in Foster City. Wow, she's remembering the specific location. (laughs) What shirt was I wearing? (laughs) though? I think it was a peach colored t-shirt. That's oh, good try. Good try. I'm not a peach girl, but good try. <laughs> well, I've always respected your genius and your and your writing talents. And uh, I just think you have the the best title for a cat book. And here's the full title of the book, Cats for the Genius. Create a positive relationship with your cat from the start. And that start ends with an exclamation point. Okay. I'm all jazzed now, Ramona. So what uh, what inspired you to write this book in this format? Actually, right from the beginning, I liked the company
1: for the Genius Press mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, let's do that. That's a nice tongue in cheek. It's of better than dummies,
2: excuse me, but you know what I'm talking
1: about. Well, yeah, I liked the positive approach. I, I yeah. just think when working with people or animals, everything positive just brings out the best in people. And about cats specifically, oh my goodness, they're so misunderstood. There's just so much, (laughs) (laughs) there's so much we don't know. There's mystery, myth, misinformation. And so if we could just kind of clear out that fog of mystery and get down to, hey, what are cats all about? And how can we make them happy and healthy in our homes? So that was kind of how to help people
2: help their cats was the whole basic premise Well, that's a very good altruistic approach, and I know there's probably a couple of cats in your home with the best names ever that also were inspiring you as feline muses. I am going to butcher your silver tabby Siberian's name. Just call him Ivan, and then I love Natasha's name, but give a little 411 on your two cats at home. Sure. I love my kitties. Tsarevich Ivan. Ivan. Say it it's, again. Say
1: it proud. Say it loud. Sarevich Ivan. He's going to come running if I keep calling his name. That's okay. That's okay. Casey, my cat's right here going,
2: Serevich Ivan, you want to have a good time? Let's go play.
1: So he is a Siberian and my husband is Czech. So between the two, we came up with a good Russian name and his full name is really Sarevich Ivan Grozny, which is like Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> we don't want to use the terrible part. We, we don't want to no. encourage that. No, 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 no. He is a social butterfly, joie de vivre personality. Very oh my
2: god. Listen funny. to this description. You don't say he's just a nice cat. <laughs> he okay. is something to contend with. Well, how old and is he? How old is he? He's 12.
1: Okay. And he is still full of life and lively. If you ever walk in our home, you will have to dodge numerous chairs strategically oh. placed because he gets into all the closets and cabinet doors, and I really don't want him in the kitchen pantry. So there's a nice <laughs> chair there, which he thinks is just there for his pleasure uh-huh. and comfort. But otherwise, he opens doors
2: and pulls stuff out. <laughs> so, oh, okay,
1: yeah. So and, you have
2: a little uh, chair obstacle course in your house. Yes. So forewarned. Okay, I will, and, I'll, I'll just take a seat a lot in your house. Okay, we're <laughs> to the kitchen now. Sit. Bathroom. Okay. Sit. Living room. Uh-huh. Sit. Good, Arden. And Natasha Fatal
1: is our little girl. She's nine and she is our full-time diva. And she's dressed as an anything but plain brown tabby. She looks like she has long silky evening gloves on her front paws. And I just adore that. And she does have a diva personality. She wants things her way on her terms. Well, do they get along, the two of them? They do. They get along. I wouldn't say they are super affectionate towards each other, but they do get along, which I'm very grateful for. Has so she learned to open doors yet? Arden, one time <laughs> I heard this banging noise and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, oh, that sounds like the bathroom cabinet door. And, Yvonne. and I went in there and Yvonne was trying to teach her how to get her paw under that door. Oh. And she couldn't nice. quite grasp the way he was showing her. And I was kind of appreciative that she didn't catch on as I don't want to really deal with both
2: of them doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow. Well, you do take a novel approach to this book. I love it because you are a scholar. I'm going to say it right off. I mean, this lady's got a master's in education. You taught for, what, 20 years in private and public schools, special education, which is even more kudos to you. So this lady does her research. She does her homework. You know, you have veterinarians and animal behavior cited in there, but I was delighted when I came across Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. Tell us about that. Wow. Was that just pretty darn awesome? Yeah. Are you going (laughs) to sing any songs or, you know, this is a radio show, you know?
1: (laughs) No, he didn't, but he has recorded several songs about his various cats. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what inspired the interview was about an article I was writing about cats in music. Okay, and, and the various songs about cats, and it just happened. We have a colleague in common who is his manager, and she set me up with an interview, and oh my word, he talk about a wonderful speaking voice. I could just listen to him talk for days, and he's very compassionate and advocate for small wildcat Conservation.
2: Well, we can do a shout out too. It's uh, smallcats.org is his group, but tell us what that is. What is? I'm thinking small wildcats. Are we? What what kind of cat? Yeah,
1: it is small wildcats, and there are like what 36 species of small Mm wildcats, and the conservation just kind of bring awareness to them. It's like he says that lions and tigers and snow leopards people are interested in, but they forget about the little cats too, like the ocelots and the sand cats. I guess, I don't know if it's his favorite, but he gave a, a lot of speeches about the Scottish wildcat oh. that are pretty dear to his heart, as he says. Just kind of bring an awareness to them and they're losing their natural habitat to, I guess, our development and such. But, you know, he says sometimes people get bored hearing about the little cats. They get more gung-ho about save the snow leopards. But there are the, the little ones that need as much protection.
2: Well, I agree with you, and I thought that was great. Now, you've got the book divided into, I guess, like four sections, selecting a cat, living like with your cat, and getting your cat healthy, and, oh, this one's crying, makes me say when it's time to say goodbye, and some of those fun things. Don't worry, we're not going to do a a downer. This is not a downer episode, because I think every day we have with our cat or dog or other wonderful companion animal makes us more human, and I'm grateful for everything I learn. From my, uh, now, were you ready for it? I have a furry fab five. I have three dogs and two cats now that I'm married. So right now in this office, I am recording from Ard's den. We (laughs) have like a tiny house in the back of our house that we converted a shed into this amazing room for me to write. Don't be jealous, Ramona. But Um, right now I have a 65-pound dog, Bujo, little 12-pound Cleo, my retired surf dog. 25-pound Kona, as an ice cream Kona, and, of course, Pet Safety Cat, Casey, the orange tabby. The only one that hasn't made it into this room today is Mikey, the uh, beautiful black cat, who's like, I would like to stay in the house today, please. So, you know, Casey just walks into the carrier. Mikey's like, is this a vet trip? So I decided right now you have four pets listening to your words of wisdom, Ramona. No pressure. <laughs>
1: No, I, I do think they are probably our greatest teachers and we can all learn so much by watching, listening, observing. Just there's a, a lot we can learn. learn. I think some of my favorite lessons from our pets is just take time and learn to be still
2: and okay. appreciate the stillness. Well, please don't be still on the show because otherwise Uh, we just have a bunch of dead air time. That probably wouldn't work. (laughs) You can be still later after the show. How's that? We need to just carve out still time for ourselves, and that's a good lesson. I think that's really good, too. And live in the moment. I mean, really? And don't make apologies. I I have yet to see a cat say, oh, I'm bad. You know, they ask in their ways. Uh, you discuss a lot in chapter seven, the art of communication. But cats are are not shy about asking what they want, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. What's the worst? You could just say no. Well, that's kind of probably the worst, isn't it, for a cat? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but they at least ask. They don't. Absolutely. Oh, here you're going to get it. They don't pussy put around. They just say, hey, look, well, this is kind of what I want. They're, and they're
1: straightforward. They'll they'll ask. For something they need or want, and they tell us if we're really not listening, then they'll even further tell us more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where probably the the failure to understand comes in, is they do talk to us in ease. and we need to be better versed to understand because they do communicate, and we're getting all these messages, and we're it's just we're just not
2: quite comprehending. Can you share a couple of miscommunications maybe that we do that we think cats are saying this, but really? They're like, no, we need a mediator. We're, we're not doing that. So I don't know if they're, I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe, you know, I did want to put, oh, I did want to put your fancy title because you are a member of the American Association of Feline Practitioners. This is a mouthful, folks. Cat Friendly Practice Advisory Board, Council, I mean, I'm not going to say that 10 times fast. Oh, Yeah, and you also have won a major award, the Human-Animal Bond Award that was presented by goodnewsforpets.com. So this lady does her research, folks, and she knows cats. So can you give us a couple of communication tips that we can take home and then have everybody buy Cats for the Genius Book? I think a
1: real kind of straightforward one is people misunderstand cats and think they're like dogs and they're not. And they don't communicate like dogs. And sometimes an example would be tail wagging, swishy doggy tail wagging. We just get so enthralled. we want to go, oh, a dog. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to pet this dog. And with cats, it's really quite the opposite. If you see a vastly slapping swishy tail, it's not an invitation. It's a warning to kind of back off. That's a very good tip. People don't want to get bitten or scratched and they'll say, oh, my cat bites me or scratches me when I hold her. Well, put her down. Yeah. <laughs> put her <laughs> down. This, That's down. a genius tip. I like Isn't it. <laughs> one time, yeah. Natasha was, probably more than one time, but Natasha was sitting in my lap and I was working. So I was just kind of, Stroking the top of her head and down her body, but not really, as you said, living in the moment of giving her attention because I was concentrating on something else. So, kind of giving her attention was more or less an afterthought. And I noticed that she kept squirming, getting squirmy. Okay. She looked back at me. Oh. She flicked her ears <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah. And her tail kept swatting my leg. And I just kept petting and petting. Well, she bit my wrist. Yep. And kind of went Row. And I was like.
2: Oh, wow. Is that, <laughs> she is that translation for, hey, non-genius, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> exactly
1: right. She did give me clues. She looked at me. She flicked her ears. She swatted me with her tail with increasing fervor. And yep. I didn't get all that she was telling me. Stop that. I want down now. And so the last resort of communication was she nipped me Why? Well, I, yeah. I got. And it's not something that you can get really upset about. But I think that's important for adults to understand, but it's important for them to teach their children these things, because if a child gets bitten or scratched, the cat's going to be blamed and get, get the punishment. And right. that's just... Yeah, really-
2: cats don't wake up in the morning and go, hmm, how many people can I SWAT today? I'm going to be on the SWAT team. You know, yes. they're not doing that. I agree with no. you. And I teach a lot in classes to kids that are ages like eight to 12 and We bring in Casey, the cat, and and we talk about the tail, and we watch Casey's tail, and I tell people, here's a greeting. You can help me out, Ramona, but I call him, and when he comes my way, all of a sudden, the tail goes up in the air like a little lazy mast on a ship, and then the little top goes twitch, 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 and tell us what that means because he has got that down pat, and the kids love it when he does that to them. (laughs) Yeah, I I think,
1: you know, he's got a lot of swagger going on there, a straight up tail with a little swishy at the top. Yeah. It's kind of a nice little greeting. Hey, happy to see you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And kids learn that. And then we have the dog, Kona, you know, she's wagging her tail like a metronome. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. look at her face. It's relaxed. And her mouth is open. She's grinning. But the tail. And they, and they realized what you just said is what a difference. Just the tail. So I love that you are emphasizing in your book, Cats for the Genius, that, you know, folks don't compare them to dogs. We're going to talk more about the brain power of cats and in her book, Ramona Merrick has some really good tips on some dangerous people foods and some cleaning products. There's a clue, SOL, that she's going to hopefully give us a little tips on. But we got to pay for the show. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a walk ow, ow. on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages.
2: front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. DesignerPetSweaters.com.
0: Talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Hi, this is Jen Davis, the creator of Garfield, urging you to listen to the O Behave show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden.
2: Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and we are fortunate to have Ramona Merrick in the house. Well, she's somewhere in Vancouver right now, and I'm <laughs> in Dallas, and my producer's in Florida, but the miracles of Skype make this all happen. She is the author of Cats for the Genius, Create a Positive Relationship with Your Cat from the Start. And it's all part of that genius line of books. And uh, this lady is a brainiac, but she's a sweet brainiac. Is that okay? That's a compliment, right? Absolutely. People are always saying, oh, dogs are smarter than cats. But you did a whole chapter on Chapter 15 called Feline Brain and Intelligence. And I'm very interested to learn what are some things you found out, discovered about the feline brain? As far as its size and how they use it. Sure.
1: Yeah. It comes down to people do like to compare cats and dogs
2: and who's smarter and
1: who's best at this. And it's not really a who's better and who's smarter. Again, like the tail wagging thing we talked about. Right. Different, different meanings. Right. Cats are super intelligent. They just present it in different ways. They have a brain capacity that, well, let me just say that their structure mm-hmm. and brain capacity and their intelligence is like, it's 90% similar to ours as, as human beings. Wow. And they had like 19 billion neurons. <laughs> <Do you laughs> count them all? <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> okay. I that's right. Somewhere in pathology, this is kind of known, but there's an area of the brain called area 17 and, it's fascinating. It's kinda of like Area fifty one out by Las Vegas, this what's going on out there. Yes. But in Area seventeen, cats have more nerve cells than humans huh. or and most mammals in that same region of the brain. What is that region of the brain
2: in charge of? It's the visual area of oh, the brain. Okay. Huh. That's cool. Well, they do see in dim light and they can really catch movements. I mean, I know they, but if a mouse is hiding, they should hide under the cat's chin. I heard because the cat can't see it.
1: Cats can't see up close, but they have other tools in their arsenal, like their whiskers that help them locate things. So
2: yeah, they're like Spider-Man, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can. It's like a little sonar, whisker sonar, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. So when you're talking about intelligence, is there a way to, you know, teach an old cat new tricks? Or oh, I think there is. I'm. I say I told you, Ivan is twelve.
1: We're working on on a new trick right now. Oh, nice. Uh, he he knows the basics. He knows to come when he's called. He sits. He'll do a high five. He'll sit up. The trick we're working on right now is. To jump through my arms like a hoop. Really? How's it going? It's going pretty well. As okay. long as I keep it in small pieces. And he's very food motivated. Okay. So good. treats work fantastic with Yvonne. Okay. What about Natasha? Her motivator is attention. Okay. She is a an attention seeking missile. and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Constantly. But yeah, just for cats to learn something, their motivation is... What's in it for me? Yep. There has to be
2: something good at the end of the road. Otherwise, it's like, why bother? Well, and they also learn, don't they learn from past? And I, and you did mention mm-hmm. it in your book, Cats for the Genius. Uh, there was a sliding glass door incident involving Natasha several years ago, but she still remembers.
1: They do. They have a very long memory. And I would think most owners, if you stop and think about it for a minute from taking your cat to the vet, from the first time, if they had a traumatic event happen, they're going to remember it even 10 years later. And that's what happened with Natasha. We had just gotten her and she was so tiny. And we go out on the balcony every morning for breakfast. So we were coming in and I was pulling this heavy sliding door too, and I didn't see her. Uh Oh, And I slammed it on her head really hard. Oh. Oh my gosh. It just terrified me because I wasn't, I didn't know how she was, she was shaking and shivering and Mm -hmm. it traumatized her so much that she wouldn't even come hardly in the dining area towards the door at all. And it took a good, I would say five years where we slowly got to where now she comes and goes freely, but it was a, I'm not coming in that area. I'm not coming within three feet of that door. And then she would get to where she would get closer to it, but she wouldn't cross the threshold. Right. And then she got to where, oh, wait, this isn't so bad. And I always encouraged her, come on out,
2: you know, (laughs) let's go outside. But I never forced her. That's a good tip, too. We don't, we can't force cats. We negotiate with cats, right?
1: We negotiate. And if they don't want to do something like come out and greet, your company and your guests, that's really okay. Let them stay put under the blanket. Let them come up their terms. You don't really force them into something that they're uncomfortable with. Give them a positive reinforcement and a darn good reason to come out and do so when they will. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. A couple of other tips from your book, because I want people to buy the book. It's just full of great information. You talk about a little bit about uh, some hidden toxicities in our home with household cleaning products, and you give a clue to our readers and also maybe a homemade safer option. Can you? I think it was on page 65. Not that I remember mm-hmm. that, but I'm a genius for memory numbers.
1: Hey, some (laughs) of us are and some of us aren't about numbers, I tell you. Yeah. This was something that I just hated to learn this about. We know some things are toxic, you know, corrosive products and such. Like off the top of my head, the first thing I can think of is drain cleaner. Nobody wants to be around that. No.
2: But there are things that we use commonly in our household. Can you say product names? Sure. So. We don't have any household cleaners sponsoring our show, and you know what? You're here to help us keep our pets safe, so I'm going with that. Okay, uh,
1: oh, you
2: did kind of hint
1: about it about products that contain phenol. That's P-H-E-N-O-L. That they just look for your cleaning products that end with the word S-O-L, like Pine Sol and Lysol. And unfortunately, I gave up my favorite cleaner because it ends with an S-O-L.
2: <laughs> well. Okay, that's all right though. I mean, this is you're trying to help us keep our pets around for a good, healthy, long time. Yes, I think if we
1: learn to read labels, which is so important in our entire life about everything, whether we consume it in our bodies or in our homes, is to read labels. And so for cats, phenol is toxic, but there are other choices, and that's to look for the the safer products, and you can even make your own and this is a something I learned years ago. When we first moved into a house and they were putting in granite, which I'd never had before, and I asked the contractor, well, how do I clean this? Turns out just plain white vinegar. Yeah, there you go. And And that's like like pennies on the dollar, you know? Like Really? (laughs) So yeah, just plain white vinegar will just do a real super cleaning number on just about every surface in your home. And if you don't like the smell of vinegar you can use, now this is where it gets a little tricky because you can use citrus products like orange or grapefruit, lemon, Mm -hmm. lime to kind of cut that vinegar smell. But you also have to be aware that citrus is kind of a natural deterrent to cats. Right. You wouldn't want to use that that product to clean the
2: litter box, for example. Good point. Good point. Yes. Yes. And you also save money because people are always trying to get good dishes for their pets to eat from. And You're a garage sale maven, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: fun. That's fun to go out and and make these super fines. And you come home and it's
2: like, yay, look what I just did for a quarter. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the quarter fines that you get that could benefit our cats? Cats like shallow dishes. Right.
1: Big round bowls. Something like saucers are really good dishes for a cat. So you can go to... A garage sale, and you can find some really cool saucers like fine china, or I don't know, maybe even some like glass or something. But yeah, I find things all the time like that and like find some like Wedgwood china, classy, <laughs> classy kitty. <laughs> and it, you know, it's less like I say, if you break one, okay, you didn't break the bank, yeah, so it was a
2: quarter, and your cat's got fine dining, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, folks, Ramona Merrick's book, Cats for the Genius, is full of great gems like this, and, and there's some things that are going to make your brain hurt because she really does her homework, and she goes to the best experts to find that. I do give you a pause up for what you're doing with this book. You have to be pretty happy with how it's going, and you're helping us learn, you know, there's more cats and dogs in households, so I think That's the millennials cool. are also going gaga over cats, so... <laughs> I think your timing for this book is, is perfect. Oh, thank you. I hope it helps. That's the whole
1: purpose is to help people better understand. And, you know, if love and compassion were all that it took to keep not just cats, but our pets in our homes, then our homes and hearts would be full and shelters would be empty. But that's, that's not her. love and compassion are just the starting point. It takes a lifetime commitment. It takes time. It takes It takes money. And if you can know where to best put that money, like pay a quarter saucer instead of, I don't know, again, you don't have to break the bank. But you do have to have some basic knowledge about the species, and then you'll all be happier in your homes.
2: Yes, it's a win-win for the two, three, and four-leggers, right?
1: Absolutely.
2: Hey, folks, we've been uh, speaking with Ramona Merrick. She's an accomplished author. She's also, this is where I'm going to do this again, and it's a long term, but I think it's really important. You got invited to be a non-veterinarian member of the American Association of Feline Practitioners cat friendly practice advisory council they don't make these uh, invitations out willy-nilly so you've got the experts realizing that you are the conduit of their knowledge to folks that have cats so that's quite a great honor to be on that board that
1: was a complete honor it's not something that you could apply for you know and to receive the invitation I was quite honored to be able to to be a part of this Fantastic group that help educate people about cats and do the best we can and elevate the status and getting cats to the vet for health health care how to Enrich the environment in our homes so they can be happier and just all
2: around cats healthy happy longer lives I think that's perfect and Ivan and Natasha Casey said that there's some really good treats hidden behind one of those cabinet doors that have a chair <laughs> in front of it at your mama's house. So he said <laughs> to sniff it out because after the show, you need to celebrate with Ramona by getting a good, healthy cat treat. I don't know. It was I just had cat telepathic <laughs> message from Casey. I don't know how to explain it. It just popped in my head because... You're a genius, Ramona, and I just learned because Cats for the Genius is a book everybody who loves cats should have. So are you going to give them treats? They need to have the treats. They've actually been sitting here kind of waiting for their breakfast. It's breakfast from here. So, yeah, they're they're going to get something good to eat. All right. Well, they just communicated telepathically just from Dallas to Vancouver, Washington. Done right. There's a straight line, open (laughs) line there. (laughs) You you are great, and you're a good friend, and you're you're really helping everybody with pets. And I really liked having you on the show. And uh, you can lie now and say you had a good time too.
1: Oh no, it's been a blast,
2: Art, and I appreciate you. Uh, It's no secret I just adore
1: you, and happy to be here.
2: All right, folks. To learn more, please go to her website. It's RamonaMerrick.com, and the book is called Cats for the Genius. Create a positive relationship with your cat from the start. At this time, I also want to let you guys know I have a new website. I'm following the footsteps of Ramona America. It's simply ardentmore.com. I finally became a genius and went with that URL instead of some other ones. So please dash over there because you can see what we're doing. Please go to petliferadio.com. We have a whole slew of great hosts covering everything from cats and dogs and in between. And uh, Mark Winter is our executive producer. He is the wizard of Paws. he makes all these shows just sound great so we give a big pause up to him and until next time this is your flea free host arden moore delivering just two words to all you two three and four leggers out there oh behave
0: coast to coast and around the world it's Oh behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown